Yes, good morning, everyone. Monday, February 26th, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Vegas is coming, baby. The footy season starts Sunday our time. Uh, Loza not with us yet this morning. He is in the United States, uh, we're told. Not quite sure how he's going as far as the connecting flight from LA to Las Vegas is concerned. But morning to you, mate. Wow. Uh, oh, what p- price Loz getting there without any issues? No, no Dr- chance. <laughs> no chance at all. Morning, buddy. Uh, morning to our listeners. Not surprised one bit that he missed his connecting flight. Uh, Loz would have landed and thought, oh, I thought I was landing in Vegas. <laughs> Didn't know had a second flight. Um, but sounds like he's in good spirits. He's, uh, yeah, he's on his way. He's not too far away. And I'm interested to see how he goes in Vegas. Does he keep the discipline of the oh, non-drinking please. policy? Please. Does it even last day one? Does it even last day one? But um, what a weekend of sport. Love the footy. Being back on the rugby league, I know it's trial games. But love apart from I didn't love watching the Tigers. I've got to say that wasn't what we. Uh... No, you weren't the only one. They got slammed on my mates' group chat on well, uh, Saturday evening. There, we forgot to play tackle, which Look, is it, a pretty it, important ga- part of the game. I would have thought. Let's but, just go. Yeah. It's a trial. Agree. Just... Agree. Agree. Again. Agree. And then the cricket. Uh, bit of rain around for the last T Twenty, but the Aussies uh, got another win. Um, Spencer Johnson, Jeezy's. He's good. He's really good, Mido. He's unique, isn't he? He is. He's, I think he's just got that, that extra pace. Um, quite tall. Left arm helps as well, but pace and bounce. Just hard to beat. Uh, and then I've got to say, I loved watching the Poms bat so poorly yesterday as well. I want them to win this test match. I don't. I want I it don't. to be Not two after, all going I, to the fifth test. No, I, can't, I can't cop... I can't cop the whole. We've changed the way Test cricket is. We are we are the most yeah. aggressive batting team to ever play on the planet. We are. I can't. I can't cop it. I'm like, well, it's all good and well in conditions that are conducive to it, but the skill of Test cricket is to be able to adapt to conditions, adapt to your opposition. Uh, shot selection is a skill as a batsman. Uh, it, the game's not that easy. You know, and I think it's it is easy to say it once you've retired, once you stand back. But sometimes you make comments through your career because you might be, you know, when you're playing bad, you might say something or put yourself down or be a tiny bit negative, and then you'll, you know, you'll score some runs or the team will start winning. You think, well, maybe I was a bit hard on the team or hard on myself. And then the other way, sometimes when you're flying, you say things. You go, well, mate, I'm only one duck away from. You know, your feet getting back onto the ground. And I feel like with some of the comments around, um, you know, their, their, their style of play, they've just, they've said things that over time in test cricket, it's, the game is not that easy. It's very hard. And while, you know, apart from Sir Donald Bradman, you have a look at how every other player has played and what their numbers are. There's a reason that the best ever sit in a very selective group. You know, that average, average, averaging 50 in test cricket is very hard to do. And not many players have done it. You know, a player's strike rate. You look at, that's why I think we, we talk about someone like uh, Adam Gilchrist, for example. How aggressive he played really was dictated by, yes, his talent, yes, his skill, but the team he had around him as well and where he batted. 
you know, walked in at number seven, had a foundation by Hayden, Langer, Ponting, Martin, all these amazing players. And then he could just walk out and the, 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 India or England or South Africa were already on. Their, their bowlers were fatigued and tired and Gilly made them pay, you know. England just this approach that every single batter is going to walk out and smack it and we're going to be the most aggressive team on the planet. Well, yeah, they're, uh, well, they certainly didn't show that the second innings with their batting, that's for sure. And the game's not over. They haven't lost the game yet. They're going to have to bowl extremely well, but they were in a position that you crave when you're over in those conditions. They've blown it. They're, uh, so England, having had a 46-run lead on the first innings against India in that fourth test, were three for 110 in their second dig and were bowled out for 145. They lost seven for 35. And India, therefore, require 192 runs to win the series and a none for 40 at stumps there on day three overnight or yesterday or last evening. Uh, so England, blown it, really. But uh, certainly the big story out of the weekend was the World Club Challenge and I've had uh, several texts from Penrith fans absolutely blowing up. And you Fair got a case. Fair you enough. got a case. Sixteen twelve Wigan. Uh, in a, in, it was a captivating match uh, there at the DW Stadium there in the north of England yesterday. And Warriors centre Jake Wardle scored well the controversial try, which proved to be the difference. There were several controversies though. Penrith did have their chances. I will say that, but. And the Wigan defence, you got to give them credit. But there was certainly some interesting refereeing. Liam Moore, the referee, so particularly that Wardle tribal. Moore ruled it was a try on the field and it wasn't overturned, therefore, by the video ref. There was lack of evidence to overturn the decision. Did the referee really see the ball get put on the line? Really? Uh, but I'm, I don't even have a concern about that part. Let's, okay, let's say the ref got it but wrong. He called it the try, therefore the video ref has to find evidence to overturn. Mate, there was the clear try. evidence there was no try. There was clear evidence where he put the board out was a foot short of the line. There was clear evidence it was a double movement, and then I reckon there was still clear evidence with the double movement. It still didn't make the line. Yeah, I guess I could say it was momentum still going Mate, forward. But that is a hundred percent no it try. It's hard to find any way you look at it. Any evidence of a try being exactly. scored there. Uh, and Brian Toto saw his comments. He was adamant after saying, you know, he knows he didn't get it over the line and lying is a sin. <laughs> it's what Toto <laughs> said in regards to Wardle and his claims he got the try down. Uh, oh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not on the player. Mm. Like, you, you see that all the time. It's just, mm. yeah, he's, pr- he's probably in his celebration, in the back of his mind's hoping that it's a try. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I, that, that's why I that's why technology still in sport frustrates me. Because if we got it there and we're going to use it, and it sounds like in all sport it costs a fortune to use. So if we've got it, how can you, get, how can you use it and have it and still get it wrong? That's the frustrating well, thing. On-field decisions, mate, it's naked eye, you make mistakes. Umpires on a cricket, you get given out, I didn't hit it. Or it was going down leg. Footy field, you know, you award a try and it's it's not a try. I, I think I think athletes can deal with that. But with all the technology that we have, come on, you can't get that wrong. Taylor May was also denied there in the last play of the match. And I was thinking, well, if he's called the other one a try, 
You can call this one a try as well. On that last one, though, did they award on-field no, no, on field no, was try. no try? So then mm. that's what they've done, haven't they? They've, they've stuck with the on-field cause, which is an easy way to justify it. Because you can't find any... So the last one for Taylor May, but I don't, I don't think that was black and white. I think if you, you if you don't overturn the on-field call, then that is the right decision. Mm. The one before, I think it is black and white. I think you can clearly see it was no try, so it had to be overturned. Many Penrith fans and uh, just general fans would agree with you, pup. But also, uh, Liam Martin penalised there uh, late. He had a, a strip. And uh, the Penrith players with him in the tackle dropped off a one-on-one strip, and that was called back as well. And the ref just responded to the crowd. It was a typical home crowd penalty there. So just some things didn't go Penrith's way. They were rusty in attack, though. And uh, obviously, Wigan, seeing Stephen Crichton's not in that side anymore, they targeted that left edge of Penrith and came up with two tries in the first half uh, down that left side of Penrith's defence as well. So... Look, they played some smart footy. They played tough, Wigan, and you got to give them credit. 16-12, World Club champions. Penrith still never won it. Uh, so what are they? 0 from 4 in the World Club Challenge. Uh, tough to win over there. They were decent value as well, $2.60 or so uh, there. So, uh, look, it was a great game of footy. It was absorbing to watch, but, yeah, Penrith... Uh, not happy. I know a lot of fans not happy with the, the referee and what the referee came up with. Uh, and, uh, well, the Broncos have won the $100,000 cash prize, by the way, for taking out uh, the preseason challenge. And they accounted for Manly 40-14 to 14 at Four Pines Park over the weekend. But uh, naturally, both those sides very much under strength with all their squads over in uh, the United States ahead of the Vegas openers this Sunday. Uh, but uh, just in regards to some halfbacks to watch or some playmakers, Bevan French certainly of Wigan and Jonah Pezzett at the Storm, you do wonder whether, uh, well, Pezzett will end up somewhere else. Uh, hard to be behind Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster there as far as the Haas are concerned at the Melbourne Storm, but he certainly looks a first grader. And Bevan French, uh, since he's got over there uh, in the UK, has absolutely dominated the rating man of steel. Uh, Jay Field as well, a couple of try-saving tackles. We've seen him in the NRL before, and uh, two guys that have really acquitted themselves so well over there in the UK Super League. And uh, Field signed a, a four-year extension not too long ago there at Wigan, which would take him through to when he's 30 years of age. But you do wonder whether an NRL club will try and entice him back at some point, and certainly Bevan French as well. These days, a playmaker. Uh, and uh, had a, some really nice touches there in the World Club Challenge yesterday morning. But the Panthers, we're going to speak to Josh Reynolds, get his take on it. Obviously, he knows the Super League intimately as well. So we'll get Joshy Reynolds' uh, take on the World Club Challenge uh, later this morning in about well, about an hour's time. Also coming up on the show today, we're going to speak to Karen McAvoy's Sydney jockey. Of course, he rode Celestial Legend to victory in the Hobartville. Wellwall as well won that benchmark 100 race at uh, Rose Hill on Saturday. Uh, Phil Buzz Rothfield, will join us this morning. Phil Moss, Liverpool fan, smiling this morning. Uh, a late header from Virgil van Dijk has ensured that Liverpool won the League Cup final against Chelsea at Wembley. 1-0, that goal coming very, very late in extra time, just as penalties loomed. So Liverpool, who were without multiple uh, of their stars, Salah, Nunes, 
uh, due to injury, but have somehow got themselves a trophy this morning. And we'll speak to Mossy later. The Matildas had a good win in Uzbekistan as well on Saturday evening. So they come home to hopefully seal that two-legged tie and ensure they're in Paris later this year for the Olympics. Uh, Ali Mosley will get her take on Saturday's racing. Uh, Matt Burke, Wallaby, great. It was week one of Super Rugby. The Reds, too good for the Waratahs on Saturday night. The Brumbies, too good for the Rebels. And uh, the Hurricanes beat the Western Force 44-14 to in Perth. So Berkey's coming up later as well. And at some stage, I'm told, we will connect with the great man, Loz, as he <laughs> ventures from California to Nevada ahead of Sunday. So he's got there. He's just... Had some issues getting the connecting flight. I believe the the, custom, the customs lines over there, though, pup. I've nearly been caught in it as well. You got to give yeah, yourself. It's not easy. You got to give yourself. I reckon three and a half. Mm. I was caught in one for nearly three hours once coming back from Mexico. I think you got to read the signs as well, like <laughs> which direction you meant to go to to catch your connecting flight. That probably helps rather than it's not a one way lane. But yeah, it can be. It's tough. It's tough, but. He's on his way. Put it that way. He's not far away, El Daly. So um, yeah, uh, don't like. I don't like flying. You know, doesn't matter where you go. Doesn't matter where. What what way you turn when you get on the plane? Sitting on an aeroplane for a long time is not fun. No. Um, but especially when you get off over there and you're so dishevelled, and oh, you actually have to have your wits about yeah, you to know, know which where way to, go. to go. Exactly right. <laughs> I love these texts, uh, boys. I wonder if the US Customs have been on Loz's multi and are fed up with the garbage <laughs> he's dishing out. No name to that one. Hot, I like this, though. Hot tip for America, boys. Fly to Hawaii. Do the connection from Hawaii. I about a cool. quarter of the size custom lines. There you go. Well, did it, Loz fly through LA yeah. or San Fran? No, LA. LA, okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. the papers. Uh, Gridiron Will, Walsh's NFL Dream. That's back page of the Daily Telegraph. It's front page of the Courier Mail in, back page as well. Did you hear what he said? I don't I, 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 don't, I don't think well, I, he. Well, he's just saying. Well, he's about. He said, "I'm gonna, you know, I want to re-sign with Brisbane. Just one day down the track, wouldn't yeah. mind giving it a crack." Yeah. But everyone's because we're going to Vegas, because yeah, they're okay. going to train with NFL yeah, okay. sides. Let's make it as big as we can. And, you know, let's assume the fact he didn't say no. I never want to play in the NFL. Let's assume that he wants to be Tom Brady. So well, <laughs> with Reese, would be I guess a wide receiver, yeah. but so hard. So hard. Yeah, I think when you haven't grown up in that sport, it is as complex as it gets. But yeah, you know, he's a superstar of our game. Very hard to translate yeah. to a game like the NFL. But you know, this is we're going to see these stories every year we go over to Vegas. True, True. And, and all the the players all watch it. As oh well. yeah, so well, they're, they're going to get massive asked in about the American it. sports in general. Like the boys have been at the basketball. Mm. Been, I think. I think. The Broncos boys might have caught up with Magic Johnson. So, yeah, there's they'd be loving being in America and being able to go and meet these athletes and watch the, the different codes. Mm. It's, I think it's, I think American sport is bigger in Australia now as in the following than I can ever remember. Even as a youngster, like NBA was massive when I was a kid. Like mm. I say, watching the Chicago Bulls for me and Michael Jordan was huge. But I think, I think Australians follow American sport more now than ever. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And back when we were, you know, in our day in the yeah. 90s, early 90s, it was, you know, it was scarce. Yeah. It was watching Billy Woods and Steve Carfino on yeah. a Saturday afternoon True. on Channel 10. True. Now you can 
well, you get your NBA pass and you can watch it all day, every day, or, yeah. you know, ESPN shows multiple games a week. So it's it's not scarce like it was. So mm. uh, anyway, Swali'i, he's another one. Uh, touted as a match for Travis, as in Travis Kelsey. Uh, so uh, uh, Colin Scott's quoted here is at the back page of The Australian saying Swali'i uh, could even, you know, if he wanted to go that way, could have a future over there in the NFL. So, yeah, we'll keep seeing more and more of these stories uh, for sure. Where did I see? So, Kelsey, having been here at his missus' concert the other night, it's already back in Vegas partying with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, did he fly back? Yeah, he's, he, tell you what, that's a short trip. He was at, fr- he was at Friday night hmm. uh, at the concert, so he must have straight out. Straight out. The advantage of a private jet, Mido. In you come, out you go. <laughs> Long trip for a two-dayer. What about the phenomenon? We oh, were talking about right. it on Clark, on Friday, Clark. Out of control. Yeah, oh. I've 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 never seen uh, an individual, as in Taylor Swift mm. or any individual, and I'm talking President of the United States, Queen. When the Queen come mm. to Australia, Harry and um, Will, when they come, I've never seen an individual have so much power. Yeah. Taylor Swift is like the whole country. You're in fits. Mate, I got abused over the weekend for not wanting to go to the concert. Mm. Like, a mate of ours had a ticket, and I was like, oh, mate, no thanks. Like, I I, I just, I don't want to go. It's so packed. Like, even seeing all my mates there, they're taking photos, or they've got videos. Taylor Swift looks like an ant. They're so far away from her. (laughs) Just put it on the telly, or, like, Google, or you can see her up, like... You can listen to every single song, but I get it. It's the atmosphere. It's all. Yeah. I understand, but I'm. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there and sit, look at look at an ant and see a million people around me, and then take three hours to get out of there after the event. Yeah, I'm sure that that's not fun. But uh, tell us if you took your daughters or your missus. Tell us what it was like on the text line as well. Uh, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald: Lying is a sin. That Brian Toto quote uh, about the. Jake Wardle try for Wigan uh, there, which eventually proved the difference in the World Club Challenge yesterday. Uh, there's a story here on the Matildas as well on the back page of the Herald. Also, I uh, see on the back page of the Telegraph, Smith hopes fade pup. So Steve Smith, uh, all indications are his chances of being selected in the 2020 World Cup squad later this year. Very much in doubt. 11-4, and four, he got in the two matches at Eden Park. He isn't playing yet anyway in the IPL no, he wasn't picked up in the auction. So that can't help his case as well, particularly if we see other players over there on the yeah. cusp of the squad uh, scoring runs. You'd think that would be taken into account. But mm. uh, it's going to be hard for him to force his way into that squad, really, yeah, well, isn't no, it? He's going to have no more T20 cricket. Because it's opening or nothing for him, isn't it? I think his role is to open the batting, definitely. And, and I think we're seeing, uh, it looks to me like, well, Davey Warner missed the last two games with an injury, had a little niggle. But I, it looks to me their starting opening batters are going to be Travis Head and David Warner. But then there's the other players, I reckon, because you're only ta- you can only take a squad of 15. Mm. So they've probably got to pick someone that, can open, but can also bat if they need about bat at three or, or four. And I think in the conditions they're going to play in the West Indies in America, I think they'd rather a power player than, you know, someone like Smitty who can work it around. So, yeah, look, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what they do. But I think at the moment they've probably, you know, they're suggested 
by how they've selected the team and what I'm hearing, that their first two openers are already done. Well, their top three's done. Warner, um, Head, Head, Mitchell Marsh. Marsh. Mm. That's their top three. If so, if there's no injuries. Um, so the spare batsman selection is, is an important one. Do you want to pick someone that's just going to open or do you want to pick someone that can bat anywhere in that top five or six, really? 